it's one thing to be really good at whatever your craft is. So for me, it was around coaching. For some people, it could be around a health coach. For other people, it might be around their artistry or producing videos or who knows, like there's all these things that we do as business owners, right? But if you don't understand the business of business, you can never share your gift with the world in the way that's possible. And it can't be sustainable from a financial perspective. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Marie runs a project called B School. It's been around for over a decade, and she teaches you how to create a formidable business. She has 66 thousand students from 160 countries and territories in 650 industries. B-School opens up once a year. It's opening up soon. We'll talk about it a bit. And so we're going to focus this conversation on Marie's ideas of how to create a winning business. And those of you who are interested, you can go check out how to enroll in Marie's B-School if you want to go further and learn from her. Marie, are you ready? I'm so ready. This is so exciting. So great to be with you. Okay, so Marie, let's get started with perhaps for people here who may not know uh, too much about you, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your journey. Yes. So, you know, when I graduated from school, one thing I knew about myself was that I had a ton of energy and I could not see myself sitting behind a desk for years and years and years pushing paper. And I found myself on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, Wall Street. And I was so excited, Vision, because you literally cannot sit down on the floor. Like they would have these fold down seats, but people don't sit. So it's like, this is amazing. Like I'm in the center of the world. It's the financial capital of the world. Like everything's going on. And I just remember having this really strong drive in my heart to like want to figure out my place, how to make a difference. I also really wanted to earn a really good living. You know, I don't come from a lot of money at all. So it was a big goal of mine to have financial dependence. And I remember about six months into that job, I kept hearing this little small, still voice that said, this isn't who you are. This isn't what you're meant to do. This isn't what you're meant to be in the world. And I was like, be quiet (laughs) because I'm the first in my family to go to college. I'm like, I need this job. I need the healthcare. Like I need to like stay on course. But vision, that voice got louder and louder and louder until one day I remember coming to work and almost feeling a sense of like a panic attack. I didn't have words for that at that particular time, but I was dizzy. I had trouble breathing. I felt like I was going to pass out. And I asked my boss, I was like, hey, can I run out and grab a coffee? He's like, yeah, fine. Take five minutes. I didn't go out and get coffee. Vision, I ran out and I sat at the nearest church. I was raised Catholic and I had just gone to a Catholic university. And I remember sitting down on the steps and bawling my eyes out because I felt like such a loser. I was like, I want to quit this job. I hate this job. I'm working with people who are making like a gajillion dollars at that particular time. Everyone's miserable. They seem spiritually bankrupt. And I feel like I'm dying a slow death. Yet this little voice inside of me kept saying like, you're meant to do something big, but I didn't know what it was. And so I remember when I was crying on the church steps, actually calling my dad from my flip phone. That's how far back we're going. And I was telling him, I said, dad, you know, I don't want to be a disappointment. You guys worked so hard to put me through school. I don't want to bring shame on our family, but I feel like I need to quit my job. I'm not supposed to do this. And my dad gave me the biggest permission slip. He said to me, he's like, look, you're going to spend the next 40, 50 years of your life, at least that working. You have to find something you love. And if this job isn't it, then quit. You've been working since you're nine. You'll bartend, you'll wait tables. You'll figure out how to keep a roof over your head, but find something you love and don't stop looking until you find it. Now that sounds cliched and it is, 
but there was something in my heart that knew he was right, that knew Mm -hmm. that I had to keep searching and find something. So fast forward, I had worked in magazines. I had kind of gone through all of these different careers, like trying to find that thing that I was meant to do. And every time I kept hearing that same little voice inside going, you're not meant to do this. You're not meant to sit at a desk. You're not meant to sit at a job. This isn't it yet. Until finally, fast forward, I had um, gotten a job at Mademoiselle. So fashion magazine, I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's lending the best of who I am, my business sense and my creativity. And I remember being at that job about six months and that voice came back vision. And it was like, this isn't who you are. This isn't what you're meant to do. This isn't what you're meant to be. And so I don't know if anyone on the call can relate to this, but it's like you have all this potential inside and you can't seem to get it out. Everything you're trying is just not working again and again and again. And you start to feel like you're broken or like, you know, other people are kind of charging ahead and creating success and you're kind of left behind. And so I was on the internet one day, probably when I shouldn't have been. And I stumbled upon this new profession at the time called coaching. This is 1999, by the way. So no one had ever heard of coaches before. No one had ever heard of any of this. And I found about this new profession. I was about 23 years old. It was like this whole profession where you could actually help people and support people and you didn't have to work in an office. And it was like this new thing. And I remember feeling in my heart vision, like the clouds parted and angels came out with little trumpets. And it was like, ah, like, this is what you're meant to do. (laughs) And so that night I remember signing up for a three-year coach training program. And I had those voices in my head. It was like, who's going to hire a 23 year old life coach? Like this is the cheesiest thing ever. You're such a failure. You have mountains of debt. You haven't even lived life yet, but I couldn't deny that something felt right in my heart. So cut forward about six months, the HR department called me at Condé Nast publications. And they said, Hey, we have a promotion for you at Vogue. So here was my fork in the road. I had just been training as a life coach for six months on nights and weekends. And then I could take this stable route in terms of saying yes to the Vogue job, more money, more prestige, guaranteed healthcare, all the things that young people and all people oftentimes want. And I decided to quit my job and start a life coaching business at 23, not knowing what the hell I was doing and being so terrified, went back to waiting tables, went back to bartending. The reason I'm telling you all this is because that was over 20 years ago. And one of the most important things that I did while figuring out how to grow my coaching business was I figured out the business piece. So it's one thing to be really good at whatever your craft is. So for me, it was around coaching. For some people, it could be around a health coach. For other people, it might be around their artistry or producing videos or who knows, like there's all these things that we do as business owners, right? But if you don't understand the business of business, You can never share your gift with the world in the way that's possible, and it can't be sustainable from a financial perspective. So once my business started to take off, people were asking me, like, how are you doing this? You know, I often call myself the original multi-passionate entrepreneur. So I made up this phrase because there was a time in my career where I was a Nike elite dance athlete. So I'm traveling around the world with Nike. I'm creating fitness videos. I'm doing all of these trainings. I had my coaching practice. So I had several things going at once. And people are like, well, how do you not seem crazy? How are you doing this in a way that's actually making money? And you seem like you enjoy your life too. And I said, well, I understand business and marketing. And they're like, what? And at that time, Vision, I had met so many different people who were like, well, I have my own idea. 
for something I want to do. They didn't want to go back to get their MBA. They just wanted to start something from their kitchen table or their garage. And they would say, but I'm just the creative person. I'm going to just find someone else to do the business and the marketing. And I was like, no, <laughs> like it was like me saying, no, please don't do that. Like, don't give away your power. Because I think at that time, and maybe still now, a lot of people have so many negative associations with sales and marketing that they're like, somebody else needs to do that. That's kind of like the lowly stuff. And what I figured out was that there was this whole way to help big hearted creatives and people that really want to make a difference in the world have successful businesses. If I could teach them some timeless principles about pricing and positioning and marketing and messaging that would allow them to thrive in this modern world. That's how B-School was born. We can go more into that, but that's a little bit of the story of not only how I became a coach, but why I got so passionate about helping other people take their gifts and be able to profitably share them with the world. I want to state two things that I got out of that story, right? Because I don't want it to just be a story. I want this to be a lesson. And the two things I got out of that, and I'm sure if you're on the audience, you might relate as well. Please type out what you got. But the first thing is this. Very often we take jobs because we're trying to fit in into someone else's vision of the world. But it's so important to follow the heart. Someone posted in the comment stream over here about following the heart, something you did. You followed your heart and decided to become a coach. The second thing is this. You have to learn the business stuff. And I went through that as well. You know, I started out my career, Marie, very much like you. I got sort of to become a meditation instructor. And I was scared about the business stuff because I'm an engineer and I'd applied to MBA school and I got rejected from every MBA program I applied to. So I just assumed, I just assumed because of those damn rejection letters that this was not my gift. But I had to learn it anyway because I didn't have the money to hire anyone. The first two years of Mind Valley, it was a zero employee company. And so you have to learn the business stuff. It's not as hard as people think. In fact, yes. you can distill a lot of the stuff. MBA programs, I mean, they go really deep, right? They're also super expensive. You can distill a lot of that stuff into a couple of powerful principles with you, which you can learn in a matter of hours in a month or two that can accelerate your odds of success. That's And right. that's how you got started. That's how I got started. A hundred percent. It was out of necessity. And I want to say this too, because I remember when I was starting my coaching business, first of all, I was so insecure. I was terrified. I was so young and I just felt like a fraud, right? I was like, who the hell is going to listen to me? Who should give me their money? Like I'm no good. So I had all of those fears and doubts that most of us have when we're starting out. But similarly, I didn't have the money to have anyone else be able to do my marketing. So I had to figure it out if it was going to survive. And I want to underscore something you said, Vision. It's not rocket science. It's actually so much easier than people think. And this is probably why I get so passionate about B-School is because people don't want to be pushy. They don't want to be aggressive. They don't want to come across like used car salesmen. They don't want to feel like they're forcing people to do anything because they have big hearts and they have huge integrity and ethics. And I was like, but wait, I have to tell you, like so much of the stuff that you see out there about extracting as much profit as possible and, you know, like yellow highlighters and like forcing people. I was like, no, there's a whole other way that's aligned with your heart and your values and your creativity and the best of who you are as a human, your ability to be compassionate and empathetic, listening comes into skill, creativity, generosity, transparency, 
all of that, that's the ingredients for super powerful, high converting marketing if you know how to do it right. And so that's where mm-hmm. I got so passionate about teaching people about how to do this for themselves. So even if they build out teams, like you have an incredible team, I have an incredible team now, but as an educated business owner, I know how to hire people who get it, how to hire right, right. Know what they're doing. So it's like in the beginning stages, and you may also always want to do it yourself. I also do tons of my own marketing because I love it. It's a creative avenue to make a difference. But for anyone who's thinking of starting or growing a business, it's like, I'm like, you need these fundamentals because no matter how technology changes, and I'm curious if you'll agree with this, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or any new platform, if you don't understand messaging, if you don't understand consumer psychology, if you don't understand how to create irresistible offers, all of the deep stuff that doesn't change, it doesn't matter about algorithms, right? And all that stuff is irrelevant if you don't have the foundation. But once you have the foundation, no matter how technology changes over time, you can thrive. Exactly. So I'm seeing someone post on the chat. Mindvalley has an amazing digital marketing team. Yeah, we have a digital marketing team comprising 80 people. But you know how we started? We started with me buying a book on copywriting and figuring out how to write copy. And then months later, after I figured out the basics of writing some copy on a website, buying a book on email marketing and figuring out how to use an autoresponder and write email. So when the business owner starts and invests in your growth, you start layering on all of these advantages. Guess what? You're never going to stop growing. But if you take that approach, your business will never stop growing. Now, Marie, I'd love for you to break it down. I want to add some context here. Marie went on to start a system called B-School. It's an online program. Marie, how long is it? It's six weeks long, but there are a gajillion. It's like an enormous library of masterclasses that you get (laughs) because we want many. um, How many hours is it over six weeks? Let's see each week. So every single module is anywhere between like, I'd say two hours to four hours in total. There's a lot of fun sheets and the fun sheets are where the content comes to life. And I just want to give this context for people, for someone who's just starting out and everything is brand new, it's going to take them a little bit longer to do the fun sheets because there's that learning curve for people who are more familiar, but they need to refine and deepen the fundamentals because they've maybe been distracted on too many other things. They may be able to go a lot faster. So exactly. So What Marie did was she took everything she learned and because she's such a dynamic teacher, rather than you have to figure everything out yourself, she simplifies the process for you in this six-week program called B-School. And this is the one that has become one of the biggest online programs in the world. It's 66,000 students from 650 industries, uh, 160 countries. Go check out my team posted a link and you will see the sheer amount of case studies. I also believe in full disclosure, guys. If you appreciate Mindvalley for bringing Marie on, if you enroll in B-School from our link, we get a small affiliate credit. We appreciate that, but you don't have to do that. You can go directly to mariefolio.com. Now, Marie... I want you to break it down for us. Like, what are the key things that one needs to master to build an effective business? Like, what are the topics? What are the chapters? Absolutely. So the first thing that we do and we dive into strongly is called profit clarity. That's module number one. That's identifying who is your ideal customer or client. And I highlight ideal with flashing lights because so many business owners, they're big hearted. They want to make a difference to everyone. And that's understandable, but it's not wise. 
And so we really teach you how to identify who is going to really be the best match for your financial goals, for your impact goals, and also for the sweet spot of who you are as an individual, what you bring to the table, your style, right? So we want to have that meshing of who you can best serve and who's going to be the most joyous to serve. We're going to look at the numbers in terms of the profitability and make sure that you're putting the lion's share of your attention and your energy and your effort on the things that are the most profitable for mm-hmm. you. One of the things we've done so many times, Vision, is we help people strip away complexity and it literally explodes their growth, explodes their profits, and explodes their free time because they were spread too thin. And so we take people through a very specific process. In module one, we also help people identify their unique awesomeness proposition, which is what they bring to the table so they can stand out in a genuine way, not by being louder or more weird or more controversial, but from the truth of the values of who they are. So module one is a very deep foundation called profit clarity. And it's just like a rocket charger. Module Mm -hmm. two is all about basically creating websites that sell and don't suck. (laughs) So how can you set your website up in such a way? So important. Yes, that it is your best 24, 7, 365 salesperson that is collecting leads and creating conversions for you while you sleep. And there's many, many different ways to do that for many, many different industries, whether it's e-com, you know, whether it's coaching and personal development, information products. Again, we have people across every industry, fishing and fashion and apps, you name it, have come through our program. But two, module two is all about the websites. Module three is about your communication plan. So what are you going to do that is sustainable and achievable for you to create a relationship with people over time so that if they're not ready to buy from you immediately, which they may not be, that you're creating a genuine level of trust and that no like, and trust factor with people so that when they are ready, they know exactly who they're going to go to. They're going to come to you. And rather than becoming like a newsletter factory or feeling like you have to churn out 24-7 content, especially in the beginning, you don't. You can keep it very simple. And so we teach you how to do that. Module four is all about, okay, now that you have this incredible foundation, now that you're developing these relationships, how do we amplify your reach? How do you find strategic partners? How do you get traffic to your website? How do you really get that megaphone out there so more people know about you, more people are recommending you, and you can start to you know, grow that funnel? Module five is about really pricing and positioning. It's how to create products and services that practically sell themselves. So how do you create outstanding customer experiences even before someone has given you money? There's a science to that, and we teach you exactly how to do it. How do you create outstanding customer experiences when people have given you money? So you blow their mind and they're like, wait a minute, this is different than anything else. And then after, how do you keep that going so that they refer you on autopilot? We walk you through all of this. And then module six, this is like the core of B-School. Is called marketing, marketing, marketing. It's how to become a lover of marketing and really start to use it as an art form that not only generates profits and helps you make a bigger impact, but that gets people to say yes to what's good for them and good for you. So it's always win-win. You're not pushing, you're not aggressive, you are inspiring people to act with the truth and by understanding certain bits of psychology that all of us buyers have in common. And when you put those pieces in place, your business can just take off. It's amazing. I'm realizing that I may want to go through this as well, because I'm sure there are still things I can learn from you. 
All of and us. So I'm, I'm really fascinated. And, and by the way, I got to give you credit for this, Marie. You have the most beautiful website I've seen in the entire personal growth space. So I'm particularly excited about the module on how to create websites that don't suck. And I know you're going to go way beyond <laughs> not sucking to something a lot more elaborate. Now, my question to you is this. Yes. It's the question of, doesn't it seem like everything's been done before? Like, I mean, there are people out yes. here who might want to start a podcast. There are a bajillion podcasts. Maybe people out here who want to build a coaching company. There's a bajillion coaching companies. Okay. Same with a bajillion online courses. What do we do when it seems that it's so competitive? Yes. Okay. So two things I want to say about that. First is you have to understand that there are almost 8 billion people on the planet. You could never saturate a market. There's honestly, even if there's a ton of people, one of the things that we do in module one is I walk you through the framework. Uh, I didn't create it, but we walk you through how to apply it for yourself. It's called the blue ocean strategy, where if you're entering a market that they, this is their analogy, where it's bloody and red because there's so much competition, we teach you how to map strategically what everyone else is doing and map how to differentiate yourself and then go heavy on how you're different. Again, from an authentic place, it can be around your pricing, your positioning, your deliverabilities, your guarantees. There's a million different factors you can consider, but we have a strategy map that will help you do that. So that's from an applicable standpoint, but on the other end of it, the more conceptual end, and this is important to get, because if you don't believe this to be true, you're going to sabotage yourself before you even get to the strategy. With almost 8 billion people on the planet, can you imagine, for example, if back in the day that Oprah Winfrey had seen how Phil Donahue had dominated the market and said, you know what? There's already too many talk shows. Does the world really need another talk show host? Or could you imagine, like, for example, Beyonce, right? Beyonce was around, like, I'm talking early 90s. There's enough R&B crews. Do we really need a girl group? We should just hang it up. Nobody wants, do we need another singer? I think about it from my own, basically my food love. So in New York City, which is where I live most of the time, you know, my favorite place that sells eggplant parm, like they could have looked around and been like, you know what, there's like 3000 Italian restaurants. Does somebody need another eggplant parm place? And I would have been like, yes, because yours is the best. So for anyone who ever thinks that it's all been done before, I always say this, you are a one-time mega event in the universe. There is no one on this planet that ever has been or ever will have your unique perspective, your gifts, your stories, your sensibilities. And if you don't do everything possible to share those gifts while you're here in this incarnation on planet earth, the world is missing out on something it will never have you. So love that. It's the truth. I love that. And there's always smart ways. And when it comes to marketing, I think vision, I have to hold it up to you. You do this so well. This is why I have so much love and admiration and respect for you. Like boring marketing doesn't sell. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. And we can teach you how to authentically bring your uniqueness to your marketing so that it's a true expression of who you are. Like when you're with your friends and it doesn't have to be outrageous, it doesn't have to be controversial, but it does have to be full of you because you are unique and you are special. And we teach you how to turn that up so that people fall in love with the real you and the real business that is you. I love that. I love that. That is such a great answer. It's inspiring to me as well, because sometimes I feel that we are, we are produce so many amazing programs that sometimes even to us, it feels that there's so much up there, but I love what you just said. That's super inspiring. There's this other word that you coined. It's called the multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I love that term. Uh, would you share what yes. you mean by multi-passionate entrepreneur? Okay. So 
quick story. This was after I had left my full-time job to start my coaching business. And I was really, really steeped in the world of learning everything I could about human potential. How do all of us live our best lives in a very practical, grounded way? And I remember writing in my journal, Envision, I had all of these thoughts that were outside. Like whenever people ask me, like at my bartending job, what do you do for a living? I had trouble answering that question because just calling myself a life coach or a coach always felt really narrow and like I was somehow cutting off a limb. It was a very strange experience. I had passions about dance and fitness. I had passions about digital marketing, about writing, about spirituality. And I remember this kind of inner conflict and this dark night of the soul going like, okay, I quit my job. I started this coaching practice. I'm getting tiny bits of traction, very, very little, still mostly free clients and some paid. But I also have these desires to be a performer. I also have these desires to do all of these different things. Like, why can't I just pick one thing? And pleading in my journal, God, please help me. Why am I broken? Blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you, there was one time at the bar where I was so embarrassed because again, people would ask me, well, what do you do besides, you know, tending bar? Are you an actress? And I was like, no. And one time someone asked me and this phrase popped out of my brain. I don't know where the hell it came from, but I said, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I was like, who said that? Like it sounded so good and it actually felt so good. And again, I totally made it up, but here's the point. Instead of feeling like a flake, instead of feeling broken, like I didn't fit into society's one accepted definition of the one thing you should be in the world, this phrase helped me see myself in a new context. And at that time, I just started taking dance classes. I was just starting to explore that piece of my career. And when that phrase came out of my mouth, all of a sudden I felt like I was like, well, I have this bartending job. I have this coaching practice. I'm actually starting to explore my career in dance. And that confidence Mm. came through and people got interested. And then all of a sudden I stopped feeling feeling embarrassed. Like, do you know what I did, Vision? I haven't told this story. I don't think ever. But I was trying to keep my passion separate. I was like, people won't hire a life coach who's also a dancer. That's total BS. So I started to tell my life coaching like email list about the JLo dance workshop that I was doing in two weeks in New York City. And I started to cross pollinate. I started to bring all of me to the table. And when I started to do that vision, I will tell you that is when so much of my career not only began to fast track, but I also just brought a new level of confidence to the table because I stopped hiding who I really was. Amazing. I love that story. And I love the concept of the multi-passion entrepreneur. You're giving people a complete identity shift in terms of who they are that helps them feel more comfortable in their own skin. So I love this idea. My goal is to not have people feel like they're fitting themselves into a cookie cutter. My goal is to train people how to think and make decisions as a wise entrepreneur. One of the things I believe as a teacher is it's hard enough, right? To be vulnerable and to start something from the ground up or to try to grow something, especially if it's been on shaky ground Mm -hmm. for a little bit. So we create a very positive, supportive, truth-telling, but in a compassionate, growing way so that people can get the information they need, take action and keep growing forward. Amazing, amazing. Marie, any closing words for everyone here? Yes, absolutely. I think once again, that most people I think feel right now, there's been a great reassessment, right? An ability to step back and go, wow, my life doesn't have to be the way it was every year, every year, every year. 
And I think there is this window of opportunity right now in terms of transformation and change and taking your life in a new direction. And I don't think that window is going to stay open very long. So I just want you to trust your heart. And if this feels right to you and this whole vibe feels right to you, please come join us. But even if we're not the right fit, find something to say yes to and use this magical window of period to launch yourself into the stratosphere. Because again, I I just feel this is a very special time. And I will say this. One thing I said, everyone back on that 8 billion people on the planet kick, the world really does need that special gift that only you have. So you are a one-time mega event in the universe. Don't waste it. Now is your time. Make it happen. Amazing. Thanks so much, Marie. Bye. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.